Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Well there, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, coming at you tonight. Uh, this is January 6th, and um, we only have one more night left in our series of how to handle difficult people. But really, we say difficult people, it kind of catches your attention. But really, it's difficult behaviors because everyone could be difficult at one point in time, right? And if you are new to these series, well, welcome, because each week we have about seven days or 14 days, and we talk about one specific topic every single night or late afternoon and um, give you some inspiration to uh, change your life and everyone else in it. All right. If you're coming back, well, welcome, my friends. It is so great to have you back. I uh, love being on Facebook, my Facebook, John C. Morley, Serial Entrepreneur page, my LinkedIn page, my John C. Morley, um, actually, um, uh, the, the the Twitch page. And I believe we also have, uh, we'll welcome that in there. Uh, we will welcome in there. Yes, uh, looks like they're just joining us right now. Welcome to our uh, Twitter page. They took a couple seconds, I think, to pick us up. Uh, but we are on our uh, Periscope page. So welcome over there. And so let's get started, shall we? Now, when we talk about difficult people, I want to talk about not the person, but the behavior. That's probably the most important thing that I want to share with you. So tonight I want to talk about the know-it-all. Yeah, you know the know-it-all. That's the person that seems to be very productive. Um, they appear to be this genuine expert. And um, unfortunately, they're not fully informed. They just have part of the information. But don't dare tell them that or they'll take your head off. And they could be a little pain to deal with. So um, these experts may seem like they're almost godlike. Uh, and they make others feel really bad about themselves, which I think is terrible. You know, whether you're an engineer like myself, uh, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a janitor, whether you're a gardener, it doesn't matter what you do. It's important to be respectful of everyone, okay? Really important. Um, no one should degrade another person. No one should do that. No one should make anyone feel inferior. Um, for example, I'm not a plumber. And um, when the plumber comes over, they don't put me down for not knowing plumbing. So why should I put somebody down for not knowing IT or um, not knowing marketing or video production? Why should I do that? There's no reason for it. Absolutely no reason for it. So if you're going to deal with true experts, um, 
you need to be equals. And you must do your homework thoroughly. Otherwise, they're going to dismiss you. Um, listen to them and uh, paraphrase their points. But remember, don't attack their ideas. Just raise questions. You see, it's great to be with other experts, but when you start attacking them, like, oh, why do it this way? Or why are you doing it that way? It's going to make them feel uncomfortable. And so next time, they're probably not going to want to work with you or even be around you, right? They might be a little pretentious is what you're going to be to them, actually. And um, how do you deal with this? Well, unlike people that lie, um, when someone's pretentious, they don't always know they're being this way. And so um, a lot of times they want to be admired, which is fine, but you've got to be careful how you handle someone that is this know-it-all. So um, I'm going to give you a perfect example. We're going to have, um, I don't know, we'll call him Mike. And Mike is, um, let's say, this expert in... Um, Let's say he's a carpenter. He's, he's a craftsman. And Mike's an expert. But now let's say that you um, also have dabbled in woodwork and maybe you built a birdhouse or some other things. And you think you're pretty great. Okay. So what you have to realize is that you've hired a professional to do something for you, right? And um, let's say that the shoe is on the other foot and the other person is being pretentious to you. And you say, well, you know, uh, well, how how big do you need the deck? Oh, uh, Mike, I really don't know. Um, maybe we probably have to measure it and see. And if he comes back and says, well, you didn't measure it? Uh, no, I didn't get a chance to measure it. You're in the woodworking industry? You didn't even measure your own? See, that would be wrong. So how do you handle that? Say, um, well, Mike, no, I, I, I didn't measure it. I, I was hoping that we could measure it here. And so McKee's putting it down like that. How do you handle that? Um, you know, Mike, um, I know that you're an expert in your craft and uh, you've come highly recommended. And I want to use you. But I'm going to be honest with you. Your behavior that was exhibited toward me tonight and other times have frankly made me cringe about even bringing you back. I know you do great work. And I'm just not going to hire you if you're going to be pretentious, have a pretentious attitude toward me. You know, I don't know woodworking the way you do. And I'm not a craftsman like you do in this field. But I want to be treated with respect. And you're either going to get, because a lot of these woodworking people, they're like prima donnas. Like, you don't dare talk to them. Like, um, well, why did you leave the door hanging like that? What did you say? Are you talking to me? And they get very, like, uptight. Oh, I noticed you put the door handle on. So instead of asking something like that, you could be like, um, are we putting the door handle on the left or the right? We're putting it on the right. Oh, I thought we were putting it on the left. No, it says we're putting it on the right. Well, let's go back to the plans. Huh. 
What does it say right here? Oh, I guess we are putting it on the left. You see, and so they just get up in their own world and they believe that they can do no wrong. And they also believe that you're not going to find anybody like them. But the truth of the matter is you can find somebody like them. But they believe that you can't, especially when they're like real craftsmen. I mean, you get this from cabinet makers and maybe they're doing the, the ducktail on the draws or how they're making everything uh, blend in right so that you could never find any of the screws or the nails, like if they put in, um, let's say, um, furniture in your home uh, that's like a wall unit, you need to have them come back because no one's ever going to want to touch it because the nails are so countersunk and so hidden that it's just like perfect. I think the reason that they get uptight is because they're being accused or they're being questioned by another expert. So how do you handle that? So now, if you want to approach the person, and let's say you're working together with the person who's going, going along, and all of a sudden there's a challenge, you might say, um, hey, Mike, um, I think we were going to go with three-inch um, crown molding. Um, I'm not sure if that's what this is, but it looks a little bigger than three inches. Is this three-inch? three and a quarter okay well i really did want three inch so it's important to talk about what's going on and not make it about a personality contest because any of these difficult behavior types again it's not the person it's the behavior so they might be really nice but when you ask this buddy of yours to come over and do tile work oh they're fine and you ask this guy let's say um Timmy to come over and do tile or Antonio to come over and do tile. And they're great, but you can't talk to them because they have this fuse that is so short that you just say one little thing to them the wrong way. And it really shouldn't be like that. They'll walk off the job. And meanwhile, your whole bathroom is not finished or your kitchen is not finished. And you're like, I'm like, oh, I don't care. You want to do that? You can go get, get it done yourself. I think they're like this because they're afraid that you're going to jump in and do it. Or they're feeling like you're trying to one-up them. All right? doesn't matter what field, whether it's tile, whether it's tech, whether it's carpentry, whether it's uh, marketing, advertising, finances, even if you put two finance people in the same room and they're not friends, well, if they're not professional, they might start arguing about, well, I wouldn't have sold them that policy. I, mean, I would take them more on this policy or I would have made more of an annuity or I would have made more of the... And it becomes this challenge because it's who can do it better. Now, when you hire somebody as a homeowner, as a business owner, and you bring them in, and things don't work out well because of an attitude. Well, what do you do? You approach the person and say, hey, Mike, um, you're doing really great work. I think the, the, the detail that you're putting in and the time and just every little nook and cranny that you're doing is amazing. Well, thank you. And I love your work. 
And I have to tell you, I never want to talk to you when you're on the job. Well, why is that? Well, your behavior toward me and anyone else around, it's like you take our head off if we make a choice. So, you know, at the end, you say, why don't we like something? And the reason is we're afraid to tell you in the middle of the job because it's like you're going to take our head off. And that's happened before. Like, uh, what do you think of the color? Um, maybe a shade darker. Anybody, what do you mean a shade darker? Uh, I, I, this is the color. It's supposed to match it. And, and your behavior toward us gets a little bit defensive. So we don't want to say anything or you're putting a three quarter inch moldings in and we want a two inch or we want a four inch. But we don't say anything because we're afraid because you get so uptight. I know you're an expert in your craft. It's just if I'm paying you to do something, I think I should have the permission and I'm not being nasty towards you to let you know that I like something or don't like something. So what I'm going to ask in the future, if you do work for us, is that we do a sample of something and see how I like it. If I don't like it, then we do something else. But it's important that you not get offended because I'm not trying to hurt you personally. I just don't like the color or I don't like what's being done. And... If you're not okay with that, then maybe we shouldn't work together anymore. Now, you see how I handle that very diplomatically? A lot of times, people get into these ego horn fights. And they happen because of power. They happen because, you know, maybe the person had a better idea than you you and uh, you don't want to admit that their idea was better than yours. So that's an ego issue, right? And no matter what type of difficult person, it's a difficult behavior we're talking about. And contractors are just, oh my gosh, <laughs> you, you need a lot of patience. I've dealt with lots of contractors. And although they're nice, they get very testy. Um, I remember one doing something in our office one time. And... Um, I mentioned to him that uh, the ceiling where the tile came together was crooked. And he tried to tell me that um, that's just my eyes and how I'm looking at it. So I went and got a ruler and I measured it. And he started cursing me. I said, well, if you're going to be like that, you know, I don't want to work with it. I said, well, I want a straight ceiling. I don't want a crooked ceiling. Am I wrong to ask for a straight ceiling? Well, yeah, you could if the building was from scratch, but this building wasn't. And they give you all these excuses. So when you get somebody who is exhibiting difficult behavior in a job, like a contractor, you got to nip it in the bud right away. Or when you're interviewing the people, see what they propose. And then, you know, kind of make some suggestions and see how they respond. And don't just interview people by you know, the references and how good their quality work is. See if there's somebody you can work with because the worst thing that you could have is someone in your kitchen or your home or your office for six weeks or 12 weeks that you have to be with and see every single day. And you feel like you're on eggshells around them when you're paying them. I mean, that's just, that's just pathetic.
we had a wallpaper guy uh, for many, many years. He, he retired. Great guy. It's just that if you asked him one question about, you know, the paper, like, um, so you're, uh, you're putting it on from the bottom. He has a problem with that. I was just curious why you're putting it on from the bottom. And I always see people put the top. You know, um, I'm the one hanging the paper here. If you think you could do a better job, then maybe you should do this. You see, and they get so testy. And a lot of people want to just fire them, but because they're so good in their craft, people bite their lips like, Ooh, I don't really like this, but let me just keep quiet. And at the end, we can always change it because most of the work will be done by him, but then we'll just hire somebody in to change. And you shouldn't be on eggshells around your contractor. You shouldn't. So what's the moral here? The moral is before you hire a contractor to do business with you, check out their references, check out the quality of the work, but check out how... Was it working with that person? You know, uh, you could say, hey, uh, Mildred, I know he did your kitchen. How did I Oh, he did amazing work. Oh, great. So um, would you recommend him? Well, his work was fantastic. Okay, but would you recommend him? Well, that depends. I mean, it depends. Why does it depend? Well, it depends. Are you going to just hire him and let him do the work and then, you know, pay him at the end? Pretty much. Are you going to ask him questions while he's working? I might. Then I wouldn't hire him. What do you mean? Well, he's a great person in it and, and a craftsman. But he gets a little bit angry when you ask him questions when he's in the middle of working. Um, I remember uh, my son came in and he was uh, doing something with hammering some nails in. And... Uh, he asked him, well, why do you hammer the nails in when some people screw them? And it was this about to be a big fiery argument. And that's the kind of thing I mean. So now let's say you asked somebody else and said, so Harriet, what did you think of uh, the job that uh, Kevin and, and Paul did? Oh, amazing. Great craftsman people. How are they to work with, though, when you want to make changes? Easy. You know, the one thing I like about these people is that when I work with them, I didn't feel like I was on eggshells. You probably never had that happen to you. What do you mean? Well, sometimes when we've hired people in the past and we want to make a little change, not a big change, but even just a little change, they're like arguing with us, telling us that it looks better this way and telling us why we shouldn't change it. And they give us a really hard time and that it might cost more money and all this other stuff. When it's like a little, little change. Yeah. Well, these people said, you know what? Could we do like three quarter and a half, three quarter inch molding instead of two? Yeah, no problem. Um, the paint color. Could we change this up a little bit? They actually let us see a sample of things before they did the whole place. See, that's the best thing to do. Um, also, when we went to do the carpeting, the nice thing about it is that they, you know, brought us to the store. And then they actually recommended 
not only the carpet, but then they showed us some examples of different types of padding, uh, depending on what we wanted to pay um, and what options, what we felt comfortable with, that's the one they would install. So these people were a little more money and they got the job done ahead of schedule. There weren't any extra add-ons. So the job actually wound up costing less than if we would hire another contractor. And when I went down to have breakfast, I didn't feel like I was like, I don't know, swallowing it down the wrong pipe. I felt comfortable being in my home because they were very agreeable. If I didn't like something, like, well, what do you think of that? Um, good. Could we move it over? Yeah, we can move it over. Sure. And see, that's what the skill is, how to deal with difficult behavior. But why should you even have to deal with difficult behavior if you choose the right people to do the job? If you would have chosen the right group, you'd never have to deal with difficult behavior. Sometimes we can't avoid it. But tonight we learned that we can actually sidestep it by making sure we qualify in the references. Now, tomorrow, which is Friday, it's the last day for how to deal with difficult people or difficult behaviors. And we're going to talk about some key things that you need to understand when you sense difficult behavior, how you handle it, if it's in a group, if it's individual. We're going to go through some final things. And I think you're going to be pretty amazed because this is going to kind of tie the whole weekend. When you say, how do you deal with a difficult person? Don't do that. How do you deal with a difficult behavior? Because a behavior is not married to the person. It's just something that's happening right now. Hey, Paul, um, you know, you're doing really great work. Uh, when you're hanging the valances and putting everything through, um, I, I feel that, um, I don't know, how do I say this to you in a proper way? Um, I'm like afraid to say anything. What do you mean? Well, because whenever I say something, when you're hanging something, um, you're not very friendly. And other times you are. And so they might say something you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. You know, um, it was my wife or it was my ex. And every time I did curtain rods and I did this, she'd always be yelling at me. And that's something they never got over. So you're not here to help them rebuild their lives. But the goal is, if you get into something like this, how do you gracefully step out of it? And I think the way you do that is letting somebody know that it's a behavior and it's something you're not happy with. And if that behavior cannot be changed or altered, then we may need to part ways. That's it. It's really simple. What do I owe you for what you've done? Finish up today and I'll get someone else to finish the tile. Or you know what? Just stop where you are. Let me pay you for what you've done. Uh, clean everything up, and um, that'll be it. We'll get someone else. And that's terrible. But that happens all the time. This is why general contractors manage the subcontractors because they have a way of dealing with them because they have them on other jobs. Like, look. If you don't put the studs in this way, it's real simple. This is the way I want them done. I want the sheetrock put up. I want it screwed. I want so many screws in each panel. You can't do that. I'm not going to give you any more work. And 
they're kind of on the bargaining end, right? Because they're going to get more work. Well, I hope that you'll give me a like, a support, a love, depending on what platform you're on. And I hope that you'll comment below. Are you having someone in your life that's exhibiting difficult behavior? If you are, then go ahead and comment below. If you aren't, maybe you'd like to comment below about a situation where you felt that maybe you exhibited difficult behavior to someone. How did that situation go? And then tag your friends, your colleagues, and your associates and share it out to everyone you know. And then go to youtube.com, type in my name, John Space, C Space, M-O-R-L-E-Y, Space Serial Entrepreneur. Look for the key phrase, help keep our content free. And below that, look for the link to PayPal. and Make the choice to buy my team and I a cup of coffee. We'll be so grateful with those pennies, those dollars that we receive. We'll put them into new hardware, new technology, new equipment, new facilities, and even new staff to give you the most jaw-dropping motivational content. I am John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to be with you this evening. I look forward to being with you tomorrow. And then on Saturday, we launch Understanding Our Brain. How does the brain work? We'll have a whole week about that. Have yourself a great night, everyone. And remember, if you know somebody that might um, appreciate my content, share it with them. I'd be so grateful. Have yourself a wonderful evening and feel free to peruse back through any uh, one of these uh, live casts because there's a lot of information, or I should say a lot of powerful nuggets that might just go in one ear and out the other because there's a lot I'm sharing. So feel free to watch them a couple times. Take some notes. Maybe watch them when you're having the challenge and you might see that, oh, wait a minute. I didn't realize he said that. And it'll click. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.